0: hello and thank you for joining us on our inspire church podcast it's our prayer that this message inspire you that it builds your faith and that it can help you see how god desires to move in your life enjoy the message Hi, it's great to have you online today. I've just thoroughly enjoyed this service, the presence of God, just the testimony, the offering word. What a great exhortation that we can find as we gather together online. Before we jump into the Word of God, how are you doing? Again, it seems like so long since I've seen you, but you don't leave my heart. And just want to encourage you today that I'm praying for you and believing that God's best will be coming out of your life and through these circumstances that we can always see the goodness of God. and myself love you, praying for you. I know the whole church here, we're in this together and believe we're going to come out of this pandemic stronger, wiser, And ready to move forward in the great purposes that God has for us. Today, I want to speak to you on an interesting topic, which is staying on top in an upside down world. Staying on top in an upside down world. It just seems like at the moment that everything is upside down. So, how do we stay on top in such an environment? I just believe for us as Christians, I believe the secret is found in the Word of God. The secret is found in our relationship with God. And it's not so much even a secret. I believe it lays there waiting for us to discover. So here we are. I want to speak this morning about optimistic, being optimistic in an upside-down world. It's interesting as I looked at this word Optimistic, you got that first part, which is opti, which means eyes and vision. And then you got mystic, which is a future understanding. So as we look at optimistic, what we're doing is we're looking at the future through the eyes of understanding that God is with us and he holds the future. Optimism is hopefulness and confidence. About the future. I think it's about this time, five months into this pandemic, that we begin to see a change in the message. You see, our God is optimistic. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 9 in the message version says this celebrate God all day, celebrate Him every day. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Then in verse 8 and 9, it says this, summing it, all up friends I'll say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true things that are noble things that are reputable things that are authentic things that are compelling things that are gracious the best not the worst the beautiful not the ugly things to praise not things to curse I believe these words gives us an attitude that brings health into our life. But I've got to be honest with you, the conversations that I'm hearing so much these days, you know, where or when will the next COVID breakout be? What's going to happen to my family? What are my children being born into? And we're hearing so much of this talk, and to be honest with you, it does affect me. At my age, it affects me. At your age, it affects us because it puts so much uncertainty in our lives and around our life. But let's be real, that's our world at the moment. John 16, verse 33 in the New King James Version reads like this, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulations, challenges, trials, coverts, depressions, recessions, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. So where I'm at with this is we don't ignore what's happening. We need to face the facts. We need to face the realities. I'm not saying put your head in the sand and pretend nothing is happening. No, we look at the facts, we look at the realities, and then we believe for The best. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in the Bible is known as the love chapter. Verse 12 reads like this We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in the fog, peering through the mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. We'll see it all as clearly as God sees us knowing him directly as he knows us. You see, where we're living and in this time, it seems like there's so many shadows and things that aren't clear. But in verse 13, it says, but for now, until that completeness, until everything clears up, we have three things to lead us forward towards that day. It says we have faith, which is a trust. Steady in God, just trusting Him day by day. We don't know all that's going to happen or all the outcomes, but we're trusting Him. Then there's hope that is unswerving. And there is love, love that is extravagant. And the best of the three is love. It's impossible to be optimistic when you are full of fear. That is the opposite to trusting when you're full of hopelessness, and when you're full of hatred, which is the opposite to love. You see, what does love do for us to make us optimistic? It says love never gives up, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best. There you are, right from the Word of God, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. So in these verses, we can see it speaks about our focus. It speaks about our future. Verse 13, let me read it again. Now abides faith, hope, and love. I want to tell you today, I want to tell you this morning, church, I am optimistic. I could be really pessimistic, but I choose to be optimistic as I look at the Word of God. Proverbs 11 and verse 27 in the New Living Translation says this, If you search for good, you will find favor. If you search for evil, it will find you. Hey, what are you looking for today? Are you looking for the next problem? Are you looking for the next thing that can rouse your negativity within your life? You see, the Bible says, if you search for good, you will find favor. But it's just interesting when you read this, if you search for evil, it will find you. So as we go over this new series in the next few weeks, staying on top in our upside down world, we're going to be looking at thankfulness. We're going to be looking at a generous mindset. We're going to be looking at being enthusiastic, confident, encouraged. But let's look at this subject a little bit deeper, optimism. How we see. I'm not an optimist because of the opinion of people around me. I'm an optimist out of conviction. I've found in the Word of God some truths that really encourage and strengthen the positive mindset that God has for each one of us. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's the power of positive believing, believing the Word of God. And I want to share a few things that I base my optimism on. Number one is, I am in Christ. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 reads like this. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Hey, John isn't into John John is into Christ. And when we come to know Jesus Christ, it's not the power within us. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's the power of Jesus Christ and a positive power and belief in him. Romans 8 and verses 1 and 2 says this, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus You know what condemnation is? It's like having a wet blanket on you on a cold day. It's heavy and it's not helpful. There is no condemnation for those who in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh. We don't walk according to the old mindsets, the old thoughts, the old spirit, but according to the new spirit of God that's in our life. Verse two, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death and negativity and pessimism and all those things that take us down and cause us to be people that doubt the reality and the strength of God within our life. Good news today, I'm forgiven there's no condemnation. Good news My sins separated me from God. Now my sins are separated from me. I am in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he lives in me. I don't have to live according to the old life. I don't have to live in guilt and condemnation and that sense I'm never good enough. No, I am In Christ Jesus. He is my hope. He is my joy. He is my coming King. Hey, I can be optimistic. Point number two is Jesus is praying for me. You know, sometimes we think, ah, no one cares for me. No one calls me. No one ever prays for me. I think if that's true, how sad. But I want to tell you at the end of the day, Jesus cares for you. Jesus is praying for you. Romans 8 and verse 34 in the New King James Version, it says this, who is he who condemns? It is Christ Jesus who died. And furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. You see, Jesus is at the right hand of God and He's making intercession for you. He sees you. He mentions your name before the Father. Hey, Judy, see Ken. Hey, see Alfred. See Chris. He, he sees us all and there's that continuous prayers going from the heart of Jesus to the heart of God. I want to tell you today, we can be optimistic because we know that Jesus Christ Is praying for us. And I want to encourage you today, it's more than Jesus is praying for you. There's people praying for you that you don't even know. There's people that don't even know your name or your situation, but they're praying for you and they're believing. And I believe the more prayer that goes up, the more power that comes down into our life. I can be optimistic today because I believe Jesus is praying for me. And I believe that people. Praying for me. Number three is this why I can be optimistic. I see through my present pain, distress, and hardship, and see the future victory. Romans 8 and verse 18 reads like this For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be. Revealed in us as we look at this scripture, Paul is just encouraging us to consider that the, the things you're going through at this time are not worthy to be compared with the victory and the glory that's on the other side of it. The problem in our world today, when you go to school, we're not taught how to suffer, when we go to college, We're not taught how to suffer. We're we're never taught how to handle suffering within our life. No one teaches us what to do and what not to do when we are suffering. Jesus understood suffering. He said, hey, come on, guys, pick up your cross and follow me. Jesus knew that he would suffer, and also he also knew that we would suffer. I believe if we don't handle suffering rightly, it can send us in the direction of sinning. Or if we handle it rightly, it'll send us in the direction of serving. For an example, Job went through suffering, but he kept his heart right, he didn't understand what was going on or the reason why it was happening, because he was a righteous man, but he kept his spirit right. And God was able to lead him out the other side, him serving people, praying for his friends, helping them. And also God was able to restore more back to his life. How I handle my life is this. I pray for the best, but I prepare for the worst. Does that mean I'm not being optimistic? No, I'm optimistic, but I'm also being realistic because sometimes things happen that I don't understand. Let me ask you today, how are you handling your suffering? How can you help others who are suffering? Let me ask you another question. Where are you suffering at the moment? It could be mentally. This whole season has just messed with your mind. It could be emotionally, could be financially. Look at our world, it's going crazy. The economy is, whoa, what is going on? You may be sick at the moment. You may have been sick for a while and you think, man, God, why doesn't God heal me? It could be relationally. You're going through a tough time in your relational life. It could be marriage or interpersonal relationship. Or it could be spiritually. You're just suffering. you just think. God, I'm doing the right thing, but where are you? I just don't feel you in my life. And sometimes in our suffering, it's just clear demonic attack. And you just think, what is going on? I believe that suffering can teach us a lot of things. I want to learn in it, and I want to learn through it. I say to God when I'm going through things now, God, I want to know you in this. Give me wisdom of how I should respond and act because I want to come through the other side of this, not as a victim. I want to come through the other side of it, knowing you better and better equipped to serve my world. will not you just take a moment and just identify one of the areas where you're suffering within your life right at this moment. You may be kicking against it. And whatever that suffering may be, I just pray that now, Lord Jesus, that you would come and make yourself real in the midst of it. If it's demon- demonic oppression, I break the power of that today in Jesus' name. And I pray, oh God, that your grace would sustain each one of us that will be wiser and more optimistic as we journey through life. In Jesus' name. You see, it goes on to say in 1 Peter 1, to 6-9, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if needs be, you have been grieved by various trials. You see, trials and suffering produces something in our life, and this is it, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you find yourself suffering in trial at the moment, come on, look to Jesus. If the fire is coming, it is purifying your soul. It is purifying your world. And you're going to come out the other side freer and more empowered to live this life and to live for Jesus. It says, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, talking about Jesus, yet you believe, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. What are we doing? We're receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. James 1 verses 2 and 3 in the New King James Version reads like this, my brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, painful experiences, difficulties, and sufferings, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, and when patience is fully grown, produces maturity. Take joy out of this, that if you're going through something, you're going through a testing, the Bible says it's producing something within your life. I believe if you're optimistic, it produces good fruit. It says it produces patience or it produces perseverance to succeed. That's what it means in the original, perseverance to succeed. It something happens on the inside and it drives you forward. And then what else it produces in you? It says it produces maturity where you will lack nothing. I believe don't go looking for suffering, but if it comes your way, don't go looking for trials and difficulties, but if they come your way, look at them with the eyes of optimism. I'm not saying there won't be sadness and grief, but look to it so that you don't become a victim. God wants you to become victorious in Jesus' name. Hey, do you want to know why I'm optimistic? It's because I am In Christ. Number two, Jesus is praying for me. Number three, I see through my present pain, distress, and hardship, and see my future victory. Just let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I just pray for every person that's viewing right at this moment, no matter what we may be going through, that we would see you praying for us that you are believing the best for us, that you are believing for healing and deliverance, that you're believing, oh God, and sending your angels to take care of us. And I pray, let your Holy Spirit be over each one of our lives today. We are in Christ. You are praying for us. May we see through our present difficulties and view the great future that you have for us be with every individual, be with every family in this season. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at InspireChurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.